speakers here and we have other volunteers and other people from the normal public who have joined uh i would like to take some questions if you have any questions just send an i in the chat and maybe two three speaker uh, two three questions at max and keep it short because uh, we have elapsed uh, time and we have to wrap it up soon uh, so if any questions you can uh, put an i so that i can recognize you and you can ask this or if you want to share some thoughts about what you have done and suggestions or other people who have joined from the uh, young india challenge alumni people from mumbai if you want to throw some light on your work then please feel free yes yes go ahead uh yeah thank you thank you so much uh, for like uh, all those words like it was amazing to listen to all the speakers i have like uh, just couple of short questions one is to maheshwar of about like uh, as he's working with animal agriculture how important it is to uh, focus on people's individual food habits and second question is to mr joshi about uh, how can we go ahead and like uh, reach out to more people and like uh encouraging composting practices in the kitchens in mumbai so yeah those options should i go first yeah yeah try to keep it short uh, in the interest of time yes so um i'll quickly tell you about the dairy industry that prevails in india we are a country of um which is seriously addicted to dairy and dairy has a large methane footprint now the problem with methane is the latent heat uh, potential that methane has compared to carbon dioxide it retains almost 100 times more heat in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide and the shelf life of methane is um, only 10 years whereas um, when compared to carbon dioxide carbon dioxide lasts around 100 years in the atmosphere and it retains approximately 100 times lesser heat in the atmosphere so we being a country of dairy addicts we end up um, contributing to a large methane footprint which has a short shorter um, shelf life but it uh, retains a lot of heat in the into the atmosphere so i would suggest all of you to read more on this but individual change definitely matters and that is how we would go on to change all right thank you uh, uh mr joshi if you could hear like about uh, yes uh, what was the question exactly for mr joshi uh how can we encourage composting uh, composting practices in like uh, households in mumbai specifically like how can we reach out to people and like uh, involve the youth what, what role can yeah. the youth play hello can you hear me now yes sir yes. we can yes. a very simple thing uh, since this is a new subject a uh, lot of misunderstanding are there in the people in the citizens of the city, uh, uh, of india first thing they don't know what is composting first thing the whatever they are generating whatever waste they are generating they are calling it as a kachra first thing it is not a kachra it is absolute a potential good fertilizer main problem is how to convert it nobody knows so when i started teaching people they realized and they were not ready to believe that whatever we are generating in the house can get converted into compost inside the kitchen it was a news for them 
so it, it uh, now what i am doing that i am giving the lectures i am giving the presentations in the societies in the schools in the colleges so that people will at least know what is composting forget about promotion that is afterward but to know that itself is a major task that to teach, teach, tell people that it is compostable but i have observed one thing that in colleges also when i give give, give the lectures or i conduct the uh, presentation programs they study this thing only for academic purpose they don't want to continue it uh, i don't want to mention the name of the college there they called me to prepare one syllabus and in, in that syllabus they included uh, home composting so they i gave the lectures i taught them everything and afterward i found that it was only for academic purpose they called me and nobody started the composting in the house but they studied it and they got good marks and uh, they liked that subject for earning uh, marks that's all so this is what exactly happened that we teach everything we learn everything but we don't follow it so this should be stopped and as many as people should start composting in the house it is very easy and if you don't want that compost to be used as a fertilizer you can donate it to the society or the uh, uh, whoever is growing the uh, on the terrace then you can donate it that because the reduction is almost 90% that means 100 kg of waste gets converted only into 10 kg of compost so 90% reduction you are already achieving that means 90% waste you are already reducing so only the question is how to use it that is that is the second part but people they still they don't know that composting is possible inside your own house you will not realize that two to three months the basket it takes two to three months to fill the basket and two to three months nobody will know uh, outsider nobody will know that you are holding two to three months waste inside your kitchen so it is it is really miracle so this thing it has to be first taught it should be included in the syllabus also it should be promoted now the law what you said is useless because even if people paper the law and paper the law and if you want if you want uh, uh, what you say um, uh, in a promote it properly and if you want to uh, educate people then that law will fail 100% so law is a last uh, alternative but we have to motivate people we have to teach them and then only it will be important anything thank else thank you sir for your thoughts have you no, got the you, answer sir, are you are you happy with the answer first yes definitely Thank, thank you so much yes for that question and yes uh, i'm sure uh, the movement that we are starting the base of the movement in mumbai will definitely try to incorporate all the stakeholders including what sir is doing including what other organizations are doing and put them together because we want to be uh, that doing you know taking uh, something some kind of learning from everyone and trying to create a collective impact so yes thank you uh, next we have sashwat and siddharth uh, if uh, sashwat followed by siddharth if you can just unmute and quickly ask or uh, give your whatever points you have so that we can wrap up as soon as possible uh, okay thank you so i was very curious about the things uh, kamal sir mentioned like uh, we are unconsciously using those shampoos or cosmetics and they might be contributing to deforestation so my question mm. is uh, how we can uh, like uh, like difference differentiate between a product which is contributing to different deforestation and which is not so that we can put that information in the public domain as well i think uh, kamal can answer this but uh, when i took a orientation for entire yfs 
the movement uh, i had shared a link which uh, is like you know verified uh, like which products are sustainable and all but definitely sir come on sir if you can answer this sure thanks that's a very good question and something that i asked myself i think about 5 6 years back when i was getting to know about this the first thing i did is that when i went for shopping uh, offline and if i was doing shopping online um besides checking the price and the broad quality criteria i started checking the certifications and the trademarks which was there on it so you have to make sure that your intent is to buy sustainably that is the first thing right and once your intent is clear that i only want to buy sustainable products and of course they can't be too expensive i still should be able to afford it but then you turn the shampoo conditioner bottle back and then you see okay this is the price and this is the mrp of this product these are the broad things that i think makes it a good quality product and then what i started checking is that okay is this fair trade like is the trademark of fair trade on it is the trademark of control union on it is there a trademark of rainforest alliance on it so then you basically check which are the uh, credible sustainability standards which are there like most people know like rainforest alliance for example certifies sustainable tea in india like a lot of tea that gets exported to india and sold in india is certified by the rainforest alliance same for forest stewardship council which puts a trademark on a log of wood which is used in uh, our houses for you know our carpentry so similarly for uh, a packet of uh, i'll give an example of mars chocolate or ferrero chocolates for example so mars in india and ferrero in india use certified sustainable palm oil which is certified by the round table of sustainable palm oil assuring that that uh, ingredient of palm which went into the mars piece of chocolate has not damaged the forest has not exploited anyone in the process how do you know it you go to the company's website and they in their uh, sustainability page will use the trademark of rspo to show that now the challenge we have in india uh, which is very different from the western part of the world is that most of these brands are not putting the trademark on the products so what my call to action to everyone here is to start writing to your brands that you use so that's what i started doing so i started tweeting to the handles of these brands whether it's uh, mcdonalds burger king whoever right which i consume myself So if I consume a KFC Burger King kind of a burger, I would write to the brand saying, uh, "There are five main ingredients in this. Are these sustainably sourced? If yes, then please tell me how do you know that? Like, you know, how does the edible oil going there is sustainable? How does the potato which is going there is paying in a fair manner to the farmers? So I think more and more of us need to write, start writing to those brands, uh, to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media channel, to make the brands even aware that I, as a consumer, care for these things and. they can't be just business as usual as before so i hope that answers your question yes definitely i think uh, the idea is to check beyond just the mrp and uh, which uh, gives me a suggestion that uh, some point of time in uh, during this lockdown we could have a uh, session like a master class on how to buy sustainably if that sounds good uh last person would be siddharth if you can ask your question yeah uh, so basically i had one for ruhi and one for kamal bhai i guess uh, ruhi is not there so i would like to uh, ask question to kamal bhai so uh, kamal bhai you have been to the world all around the world in india and in and in india also so i would like to ask that if you see the impact of the environment Uh, and uh, impacted uh, the non uh, we we are supposed to live in ecologically environmentally very good life but we are not we are aping the western style which is sometimes harming our country more so in your thoughts uh, which type of age group or which age group specifically would you like to um, uh, attend so that we can change from uh, their age itself so i i, I hope you got my question right all right 
Yes, uh, thank, thank you yes. for the question. Uh, so just a quick answer on that. This is exactly the conversation we were having last week with WWF India. So okay. if you know WWF India, they you know created the Earth Hour concept for those of us who switched off a light for one hour. Uh, last week or last week, last week, and it was endorsed by the prime minister by saying, you know, everyone switches off the light for nine minutes at 9 p.m. So the thing is that it has to start from our own household and then you can demand for those things. So if you're looking to make anything which is recyclable, anything which is sustainable, it's not like the one fine day, the business and the brands and the government will wake up and change the policy because it's a democracy, right? So in a democratic world, unless there is a mass of people who are asking for a policy change or there's a mass of consumers who are asking the brand to change their sustainability policy or many brands don't even have a sustainable sourcing policy so unless we ask for it they don't have a business case to show to their board members to their shareholders so to answer your question on the age group where do we start it's very broad i think all of us need to focus on what our strengths are some organizations focus on school children some focus on college students some focus on recent grads or social entrepreneurs, you name it. So with WWF India, we are looking to launch a campaign at some stage this year when the lockdown will finish. Uh, RSP is going to already launch it in the next month through uh, a, one of the leading digital media content providers in India. Uh, and you will hear about that announcement. And jointly with WWF, we'll be launching a campaign in which we are specifically targeting the people in the age group of 18 to 45. Uh, within that, we are looking to target people who are urban consumers who have already transcended the, you know, being very obsessed with the MRP conversation because we do understand that sustainable products sometimes sometimes come at a price, at a premium, right? And it's not every it's not possible for everyone to straight away jump to paying extra for the sustainable product. Uh, so we are looking to target very specific people within this age group. But at the same time, uh, not expect everyone to join straight away because again, it's a price sensitive country. Not everyone can afford it. But just on the closing note, I want to say that all of us must realize that there are some businesses out there which will do anything to basically produce the, the product at the cheapest possible price, no matter what is the damage to the environment. And I think that's the ones that we really need to stop by stop buying their products. Because if you and I keep buying a product because, oh, because the cheapest product and I can afford it and buy it, they are not going to listen and all of a sudden protect the rainforest in Brazil or Australia or Indonesia for that matter. So just be more mindful. Look at your shopping list for a month and see how you can change your brands to the ones which are more responsible. And if they are not and you still want to buy from those brands, please write to them and ask them or what assurance are they giving that their product is sustainable. Uh, thank you, Kamal, sir. And Siddharth, I think capacity building can happen in whichever uh... St uh, like stage we are it depends on how we approach them and go to them and talk in the language they understand so uh, to set a specific age is really difficult because it can happen in all stages and everything so uh, thank you so much uh, for this conscious conversation and i know many of other speakers for a fact have been in several other meetings from last uh, three four hours or even more thank you for uh, finding some time to engage with the youth and speak consciously about what all activities uh, were mentioned. And specifically, thank you so much, Jain sir, Kamal sir, and uh, Amrita ma'am, and Ruhi, of course, and Yash for setting this up to start the dialogue with the people from Mumbai and start start uh, creating some impact uh, through digital 
platforms uh, considering with in the situation we are in the lockdown system uh, thank you so much for joining this we will convert this into a podcast and share the link with you all so that you can uh, understand and see what all uh, was done and we'll write a blog about it as well uh, once again thank you very much for do, uh, joining this and we look forward to active participation in further initiatives that we take thank you Thank you, everyone, and take care. Please continue to take precautions, and uh, let's hope for the best. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. This was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you.